welcome everybody to Fathom. Here's another episode, um, and this episode is on vulnerability. Is that vulnerability or vulnerability? Vulnerability. What? Vulnerability. Forgive our English because it's not our first language. Vulnerability. Vulnerability. Yes. Again, welcome everybody to another episode of Fathom. This is our second one, and I hope you guys enjoyed our first one. But this is something. This topic, this next topic that we're going to be discussing, is something quite special. Just because we, when we first kind of pitched it to each other, we were like, um, yeah, I kind of want to do this. Yeah. So, um, should we just should we just go? At, oh, well, just a little background for everyone who's going to be listening in for the first time. So, Fathom is. Basically, a podcast wherein Ergi and I, Andrea, um, will be talking about various topics. Well, one topic per episode, mm-hmm. um, and just really digest it in in every way yeah. <laughs> possible. I guess we're gonna n- not leave any stone unturned or something like that. Um, but yeah, so we'll choose a topic, we'll discuss it, all facets about it. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, this is quite subjective, so it's based on our personal experiences, uh, our viewpoints, but at the same time, obviously, we'll be looking into um, facts and stuff like that as well, but we are not experts. Just this is a disclaimer for everybody. Yeah. We are not experts. We are basically trying to just sort of like understand this whole topic that yeah. we've chosen for the wrong. night. Yeah, and I guess like um, recording this um, unraveling of our thoughts on the topic, um, I guess that's really um, one of the the key, uh, the purposes of this um, podcast. So we would really like you to join our conversation as we uh, try to tackle this topic of vulnerability. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Um, Ergie's a, a, a tad scared because the topic is vulnerability and now she all of a sudden feels vulnerable yeah but um well we'll start off with our uh, a definition so like um when I searched the internet let's uh, like last last episode I went with Wikipedia so I'll mm-hmm. go Cambridge Dictionary I mean <laughs> <laughs> just so <laughs> it's a lot more sort of a <laughs> proper Mm -hmm. so according to cambridge dictionary being vulnerable is being able to be easily physically emotionally or mentally hurt influenced or attacked um when i search google um like the google dictionary it says it's the quality of state or sorry it's a quality of or state of being exposed to the possibility of being attacked or harmed either physically or emotionally what do you think about that? Well, um, that does uh, sort of I, I resonate with that um, definition right now. <laughs> oh wait, well, before I before I let you um uh, continue first, um, like I just saw a little like window on Wikipedia. I still want I, I feel like I still want to share the Wikipedia one as well because it's mm-hmm. kind of an interesting take. It says vulnerability refers to the inability to withstand the effects of a hostile environment. Oh wow. Oh, <laughs> wow. Is wow. Not that I'm saying this environment is quite like, hostile right now. But... A hostile environment. It's like a window of vulnerability is a time frame within which defensive measures are diminished, compromised, 
or lacking. That's mm. that's really intense. <laughs> <laughs> that's really intense. Oh, hey? Yeah, that that is quite intense. I mean, we can probably, um, I guess, we could say that vulnerability is also in like um, its uh, spectrum. Um, just mm-hmm. so we can, um, I guess, not radicalize the idea of being um, vulnerable. Um, well, for me, it really mm-hmm. is something to do with uncertainty. Yeah. Um, That's true. Eh? Yeah, uncertainty and a risk of, um, I guess, uh, some sort of emotional exposure. So, yeah. Um, that to me is vulnerability in a very like succinct um, description. Yeah. yeah, no, that's that's really interesting for you. Yeah. I, I, I love that you have your, your own personal take on what vulnerability is because I, I don't think I have one um, prior to reading like books about mm. vulnerability. I mean, um, Brene Brown's great so obviously she's she's molded the way I think about vulnerability now but but even before reading her books I've always thought Mm -hmm. that um yeah I think it's a it's a natural thing for someone to think that vulnerability or being being vulnerable is 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 a sense of is a sense of weakness you could you could say you when you're vulnerable it's kind of like a liability or something like that there's a so there's such a, a, a tone of negativity around it yeah um that you, you kind of don't want to i feel like when when you hear the word strong you don't necessarily put it next to vulnerable mm. they're they're not um yeah whilst um after reading Brene brown uh, brown's book um having understand that you know vulnerability has some has some sort of like bravery or courage within embedded in it Mm. um it just sort of blew me away blew my mind um i've actually uh, apart from the definition i've actually uh researched some of like i searched like common misconceptions about um Mm. vulnerability yeah and this is interesting because they've actually um they've actually uh mentioned uh Brene Brown in in her book so Um, she is I do believe before you go into the topic um we might we we might be um be just talking about Brene Brown um for the rest of this podcast because I do my equally my perception of vulnerability um has been enhanced because of her TED talks her um uh, lectures and um and her books as well mm-hmm. so yeah you can't now you can <laughs> tell you yes. what did you find uh well for for all those who are interested in reading as well though like mm-hmm. this book in particular they mentioned is the book that i read which which is daring greatly how how the courage to be vulnerable per- transforms the way we live love parent and lead and that one just like blew my head because <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's, uh, it's amazing but anyways mm. um the this um article in psych central by margarita tartakovsky who okay. i managed to pronounce that um she has she basically um boils it out to three common myths about vulnerability number one uh, i'm not going to go into detail with it because pretty much the the headings are are self-explanatory 
vulnerability is a weakness. That's number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, some some of us don't experience vulnerability. And number three, vulnerability means sp- spilling your secrets. So,、mm. yeah, I mean, it's 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 very understandable because I feel like that's something that we would commonly say as well, and 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 put next to the whole topic of vulnerability. Yeah, like being completely,、um, I guess, out of. The control. I think it's the control um part um part of it where yeah if you're vulnerable you don't have control. That is true. I think true. that's um I mean one of the um what those misconceptions kind of um are going towards like the yeah um I mean spilling your secrets. What was the other one again? Being being weak.、Um, being weak. And what was the second one again? Not everybody experiences vulnerability.、Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Well, when I when I looked at it as well, um, every every time I think about vulnerability, I always think about like friends that I've encountered, um, who's, um, like shared their,、uh, you know, like you could say they've shared their 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 personal experiences,、mm-hmm. have become quite emotional. Um. Every time I. Like when when a friend goes through something, sometimes some of them they would go, I don't I don't really want to to share this much because I feel like I'm gonna end up crying or something like that, and that's kind of a signal of like you know I don't want to be kind of vulnerable.、Mm. Could you yeah? So like I feel like every and every time I always kind of reply even before reading Brene Brown's book, I always reply to them. You know, like the people who cry are actually one of the bravest people I could like I know because I reckon the amount of courage that brings that、uh, like that they、It、have to sort、them. of like exercise, yeah, to to show that kind of emotion, that says a lot. And it's a lot for me. It's a lot easier to suppress emotion rather、mm. than actually express it. Yeah. And for me, and whilst vulnerability is always usually tied to more of the emotional ones, the one who are the ones who are crying or shouting and um and in frustration or something like that, rather than the more sort of controlled and um like apathetic or something like that, you could say. Yeah. <laughs>、uh, non nonchalant. Yeah. Don't care. That one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, what do you think about like?、Um, do you reckon the world still is is kind of challenging that viewpoint, or、um, is it still kind of in a lay low,、um, in a down low? I mean, now that now that like the whole mental、um, mental awareness is is quite、um, is starting to get to grow more. Uh, more attention, which is great because people need to obviously take care of their minds as well and everything like that.、Mm. But do you reckon that viewpoints regarding vulnerability has been has changed in terms of or has been challenged more these days than it was before? Yeah, I, I do really agree with that. The whole I'm challenged、um, viewpoints of vulnerability. I mean, if if we compare, um. Compare generations, I guess. 
um, with our generation, I believe that we are more, I guess, tolerant with the conversation. Um, I mean, that, that could be, that could be biased in a sense that I am, um, fortunately, I am fortunately surrounded with, um, um, with people, um, around, you know, like my age, similar to my age, um, that, that shares the same experience, like, um, in terms of discussing vulnerability, especially with my siblings. Um, but in terms of our, I guess, like older, more traditional generations, I think there is a, they, they definitely have a stricter way of, I guess, like a black and white picture of how things should run. Um, that's right. from a perspective anyhow, but, you know, I could be completely wrong. Like somebody could, you know, have a completely different experience than I do, mm. than I have. Um, in terms of like what viewpoints are be- being challenged, like in our generation, like kudos to Brene Brown for um, having that courage to to do her first TED Talk ever about, I think it was the power of vulnerability. Um, I think mm-hmm. that was around maybe around 2004, I could be wrong, um, around that time. Um, and that really changed, I think, how... I mean, the, our generation talks a lot about, you know, like emotional um, intelligence, the, um, taking care of um, uh, recognizing mental health. Those mm-hmm. are aspects that we, um, as, uh, as youth, like, are starting to recognize, I think, along yes. with um recognizing that as a soft skill um right like in the workforce i'm coming probably from like a hr perspective as HR well program. yeah i totally um, i I'm, i love that um mm-hmm. when i've encountered emotional intelligence um like probably t- two three years ago only like as like kind of formally mm-hmm. i mean I'm, I'm sure at some point in our lives we have been practicing emotional intelligence but um, like sort of subconsciously but um, I've only been really um, like sort of introduced with it Mm. like about a couple two three years ago um, when I've um, like it 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 kind of unfolded because it's all started out when it uh, with mindfulness Mm. Um, I've encountered mindfulness whilst following a favorite skater um and they were talking about how they were being mindful and everything like that. And I, it just struck a chord with me. And then eventually I started researching and then it just sort of like connected way to emotional intelligence. And um, they would talk about uh, like, so the, the, the skaters that I follow is, called, is Tessa and Scott. They would talk <laughs> about in inner interview, sorry, Tessa Virtue and Scott Moyer, for those who don't know, they're amazing <laughs> bigger skaters from Canada they're legends yeah. um, but basically when they were talking in in some of their interviews they would talk about how they would actually talk to their they actually have a like a mental coach a mental prep coach um, mm-hmm. and one of the things that helped their relationship as a as a as, uh, their partnership as a as a duo is that they actually talk about their emotions freely and that in a sense is some sort of like vulnerability 
Yeah. They've they've trained themselves to be vulnerable towards each other to be able to express what they're feeling at a time without judgment from the other. Mm-hmm. And that paid great things. Uh like it it paid a great way for them in terms of like solidifying their their bond as a team. Mm-hmm. Um that helped them sort of in in their Olympic journey. Yeah. And so um I I reckon like emotional intelligence obviously is something that we're going to be talking about at later um, episodes as well. But emotional intelligence definitely sort of like paves um, is is definitely interlinked with the whole idea of vulnerability. Yeah, I I completely agree agree with that. I mean, um, with the reason why I said um, why, yeah, well, why our generation now um, recognizes the importance of being vulnerable is because um, I feel like our generation is quite susceptible with fast paced changes because of technology, because of j- mm-hmm. just things are constantly changing and we need to, I, I guess tied with change is fear um, of yeah. not being able to catch up. It's the whole uncertainty thing again, you know, with this whole coronavirus thing, it's um really tested. I think it's really tried our um our capability of um being tolerant with uncertainty. And mm. um obviously that that then um paves a pathway to how we interact with our own or how we manage with our own vulnerability. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I think that's why it's, it's being that's why I believe it's being challenged as um important like the, the viewpoints towards vulnerability. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I I totally agree. Um I I I don't love the I love the whole idea of like the people are out there trying to to promote um the right way of thinking as well and like um in in the in these times as well they're they're trying to extend support especially in in the mental aspect Mm -hmm. because now more than ever do they need that um but before um with as we move on actually i wanted to just because i was going through like quotes that i've put in as um about vulnerability as i was reading daring greatly Mm -hmm. um and what here's one quote that i've actually written down um and for me it's one of it's really good one um it it says when we were children we used to think that when we're grown up we would no longer be vulnerable but to grow up is to accept vulnerability to be alive is to be vulnerable do you agree with that yeah resonating with that um completely i mean (laughs) i guess um when we're younger we we tend to have this whole um grandoise thinking of um oh like i'll i'll have more um independence i'll have more power to do something and um it it's that sense of control again i think I th- yeah, I think um when you just said that like yeah, I'll have my independence. That's actually true. Like when you're when we're kids, we're like um I want to be I want to be yeah, con- correct. I want to be in control. Like 
when when usually children are also kind of tied in with the vulnerable because like they can't make their own decisions yet or they don't have the necessary financial freedom mm. to make to to make those set of decisions and stuff like that whilst an adult can so normally people could say like yeah they're actually quite vulnerable children are vulnerable in terms of in in that aspect so mm. that is that is somewhat true yes sir continue yeah <laughs> So um, with that, um, I guess with the whole notion of um, when we when we become as we go older, that's uh, let's just say that as we um, become older, um, as we mature, um, we start to accept that um, vulnerability is vital more of. Mm-hmm. It's vital in um, in how we build our relationships, how we um, how we cultivate trust in in relationships, whether that was um, your family, um, special people or special someone's in our lives, um, with your coworkers, new new bosses, new um, new coworkers. It's um, that ability to be able to share that, I think the the relatability of being mm-hmm. human, that we're all human, right. um, it's vi- it's vital for us to be able to understand each other, where we're coming from, um, and ultimately, ultimately that vulnerability and uh, that empathy. That's what I was trying to say. Um, that vulnerability. And empathy allows us to be more, I guess, would you say productive or um, constructive as a as a team? Is that the right? Right. Yeah. 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 yeah that yeah. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, what I was just also going to add is as well, um, one application of vulnerability. The reason why I actually um. I picked up that book was obviously I'm I'm in a in a time where I want to sort of like grow myself um when it comes to like professionally in business and everything like that um and it, you can look at it and everybody creates goals in their life mm. or or set some sort of like this is what I want to achieve kind of thing or I want to try out this thing to help me achieve my goal that in a sense is actually a sense of vulnerability in a sense especially if you're going to try out um a different sort of some some place of uh that wherein you're not necessarily comfortable Mm. so one of my favorite quotes in that book as well it's a it it talks about normalizing discomfort uh sorry it's not really a quote but there's a, a, a part of that book in darren greatly is that it's normalizing discomfort wherein it's important that if you want to really learn you need to be comfortable in the uncomfortable Mm. um and that's one of the things that i try to sort of apply and implement within our team in my business as well Mm. and with that um the uncomfortable part is because the reason why we feel uncomfortable is because we're quite um like we're we're in a space where we're not really um at a point where we're very confident just yet and that in a sense we feel vulnerable to failure you could you could say and that scares people that 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 fear 
and that even can stop someone from from trying. Mm. And so um, I reckon vulnerabilities is really uh, plays a huge part of that. And then if you actually turn your your mind around it as well, um, you could say that it is it's true because the reason why I started ta- uh, thinking about this is when you said vulnerability is vital, I actually totally agree with that. Vulnerability is so vital because if we don't allow ourselves to be vulnerable, we're never going to try to grow. We're never going to take that step forward. Yeah. Um, we're to, just gonna be we're stuck never going to do own, that leap of faith. Our exactly. Own corner, um, yeah, <laughs> just stuck in your own corner and not taking exactly not taking that leap of faith that no matter what happens, you can still, you know, try and try and try again and be okay with that. No matter times exactly how, how could you know, no no matter times how um you'd possibly fail exactly and and, and that um goes to the whole um quote of Theodore Theodore Roosevelt oh, about yes. uh, the man in the uh, the man in the arena how like if he fails at least he failed greatly mm-hmm. you know that the whole aspect of not regretting a thing because you know that you've not left a stone unturned yeah. And um, the the whole process of turning those stones, that's that's you having to go through the whole vulnerability phase. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. That really, um, I feel like that really is speaking with me right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, this is actually like a, <laughs> a session. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is um, um yeah. <laughs> um the psychology <laughs> <laughs> so um, how are you feeling right now or do you <laughs> well <laughs> um i also wanted to sort of talk about how um in that three myths um on vulnerability it talked about how uh, one myth was in there was um not everybody experience one not everybody experiences vulnerability mm. um do you reckon people still believe uh, some people believe that they're not vulnerable? I do. I do believe that some people Can you elaborate think, on that? and and yeah. what I mean by that is that um I guess with so so when you feel vulnerable there's generally, you know, negative emotions there whether that was you feel fearful, you feel shameful about something. We immediately have a chosen coping mechanism. Some people cry. Mm. Some people, um, some people get angry when they fear fearful. Right. Um, you know, some some people just um, shut themselves off, like completely disconnect. Just choose not to to engage, just so they won't feel that emotion that, that they're feeling. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, and some people. I believe along with that disengagement, they, um, they attach some sort of bias where, you know what, like, I'm not feeling it. Like I, I don't, um, I'm not engaged with it. So I don't feel vulnerable. I don't feel the, you could say like, if you're apathetic towards a certain topic or apathetic in the situation, um, that you're, you know, meant to feel some sort of vulnerability, then, then you could, for yourself, you could possibly tell yourself like, oh yeah, I don't, I don't feel vulnerable at this stage because I don't care. 
Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think you could tie that also is that that person or that that human being, mm. <laughs> that person that's um, thinking that way in a sense is also thinking about a myth of vulnerability is a weakness. Yeah. And so if they think that vulnerability is a weakness, then they would definitely do whatever they can to not feel vulnerable. Yeah, definitely. Whether that was. Um, I think that's such a confronting thing. I think that that's one of the reasons why I was a bit like, you know, like, I think this is a hard topic to tackle for the reason that there are a lot of, it could be, um, there's a lot of like looking into yourself to know it. Mm -hmm. So you kind of have to be um, vulnerable yourself. Yeah, you have to be in the arena. (laughs) rather than just talking about it um scientifically more of like (laughs) that's right that's true well one of the things that um I liked about um like Brene Brown when in that book is that when she when she talks about um stuff that she she went through and all the vulnerabilities she she's experienced and faced and all the learning lessons and everything like that um she actually said that if you are going to open up, like, and that goes into the third myths of like sharing all your secrets and everything like that. Mm-hmm. She says that if you're, if you'd like to open up, um, you'd, you'd have to not, you shouldn't be sharing in up in a public sense, something that you're still going through. It has to be something that you've sort of overcome already because you're still in that process of um, like, you're still in the process of like completion if you're going to share something that is still not not done yet or is still still within the process still under construction you're, you're put <laughs> yeah yes yeah. that's right and it's not a good place to share and everything like that but yeah no i totally get you um it, there's some sort you'll have to this kind of topic is it's really tough to really talk about without being vulnerable yourself mm, yeah that's that's right and um I guess with the whole um being you know you you have to be in a you have to be in the completion stage of Mm -hmm. um sharing that vulnerability as well because I think um the the difficulty with because there is a real you know difficulty with um talking about vulnerability when you don't have the language for it um and that brings us to you know to 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 emotional intelligence um Mm -hmm. if you have the words um to describe how you're feeling which which usually would be um would be available or or which is usually something that you've already learned when you're in the completion stages of dealing Mm -hmm. with that managing that vulnerability and that um and that emotion of I don't know whether that was fear of shame or, or shame, um, and then you'll be able to I guess share it constructively because I mean like if if we if we um if you look at a person like if you if if your mind is you know in in a mess for example you don't you don't you're not really um, say in touch with your own emotions at that particular time. And mm-hmm. you choose to like imagine what what your 
what would be coming out of your mouth. Like it would just be logically a mess. <laughs> um, That's true. And sharing that, I guess, to, um, you know, the people around you, I guess that's that's still you know it's still good to share uh, to share it, um, mm-hmm. and that's. Too- I think it has to be just within the like you have to choose the audience you'll have to I guess mm-hmm. like select f- select few or the trusted ones. Yeah, definitely the ones that um you you believe that really you know see see your worth for who you are no matter no matter what you're going through really sees you yeah sees you that okay um you're currently um you know in this in this little 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 mess but you know it doesn't really you know affect um how much we love you do you get what I mean like you're still being Mm -hmm. cared for and um I think that at the end of the day I think that's the core one core value that we should we should always um have in the conversation of vulnerability is knowing um who you who you trust i think who see who sees your value because you can't you can't go through this alone (laughs) that's that's true yeah it's it's important to to have that sort of circle you could say whether it be your family or your loved ones or friends or something like that or like a close circle of friends Mm. it's really important to have that kind of um i guess a safe space yeah to to share what you feel um but i think the whole vulnerability aspect of it as well is um it it starts from within if you allow because i i reckon the whole this this thing um of people viewing viewing it as weakness and and everything like that i feel like at 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 some points you need to actually address it to yourself as well yeah that you you have to make yourself vulnerable to yourself because mm-hmm. sometimes we're too hard on ourselves. Oh, I yes. so I feel like that at some point as oh, well. Yes. Like again, I'm resonating what, with that. <laughs> yeah, because I feel like it's also us that stops. I, I mean, we've already talked about that, but it's it's us. It's it's us first and foremost stop uh, that stop us from from doing something mm. or from feeling something. So. I reckon if we want to sort of like challenge that or if you want to experience the whole vulnerability vulnerability aspect to be able to experience the positive side of it, mm. we'll have to be really, we, we kind of have to really train ourselves to go through the whole process and to, or to even start it because people, I feel like, have the trouble of actually starting it. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like opening up to yourself um one of the yeah one of the things that i find really difficult is understand like my biggest but i would say like my biggest vulnerability is really receiving feedbacks especially negative feedbacks Um, okay yeah because um um i i do art so i do film um and when it comes to like people Criti- it's not really criticizing providing constructive feedbacks in a sense i have to actually be at a at a certain um frame of mind to be able to accept that right because my no- natural tendency is to be quite defensive because uh like when it comes to art uh, like all artists you could say they we pour our hearts in in everything that we do because yeah. art is an expression mm. So um, anything that we produce, any art that we produce, we cannot uh, 
not put ourselves out there. If there's some some parts of ourselves that left in that sort of art piece hmm. or creation, you could say. While, um, for example, let's just say law uh, lawyers when they do their work, it, they can completely separate themselves out of that. Yeah, I agree with that because it's a whole. There's a whole process of it. Or if you're a doctor, it's literally follow the process, do it right, um, control your emotions at some point. Obviously, because if it's under pressure, or if you're a surgeon or something like that, just control your emotions. Mm-hmm. But you don't actually put yourself in that um, work that you do in terms of like really your whole emotional being or something like that. Whilst an artist would re- like uh, if you're if you're a musician. You would literally pour your heart out. I beg, I beg to differ yeah. in terms of like, um, the I guess with doctors and, um, like the, those types of professions. Like I would say, like you're you're, I don't know. I agree at some point, but mm-hmm. um, I like that you're challenging yeah, it. Yeah, I yep. challenge that thought, Adrian. Okay. Thank you, um, thank you. Um, in terms of. The reason why I challenge that, um, I challenge that is because there is a perspective of if there is a, I guess like a scientific pro- process, um, and I think that's the same as um, like researchers and the professions of researchers and scientists and um, and psychologists, where um, or where there's an expectation of. Um, not attaching yourself I do agree with that because then it would cause some sort of bias say if you're a psychologist it would cause put some bias on on your findings um, rather than recording your observations objectively Um, yes I get that so it's encouraged not to be biased but what you're saying is there's a there's human tendency to be but and subjective yeah Um, okay because again I guess in those roles, I think it's also important to humanize their professions. Like I really need to emphasize that. Yeah. I think it's also important to humanize their professions. Although like we may be able to see like, oh, there are some, uh, let's say for example, lawyers who just, I don't know, like use their knowledge to, I don't know. I mean, um, yeah. (laughs) No, I get you. I get you. Like, Hmm. um, like I'm not saying that people are completely apathetic towards it, mm-hmm. uh, towards their profession that they can a uh, profession, sorry, mm-hmm. that they can um like completely separate themselves out of it. It's just more of like when it comes to the art, the arts. Mm-hmm. There, there are a lot more emotions are a lot more involved. It's a lot more wholehearted. Yeah, or yeah. like really, just more of like if let's just say for example in the in the diff in the science professions or something like that. You could say um, it's a 50 50 mm. um, sort of from emotions to um, non emotions or something like that, or just process. Yeah. While um, in, a, in an art sense, uh, it's 80 20. Mm, I see. You could say. Yeah. Um, yeah. So b- because of that, that's why I kind of like um, that's one of the things that I'm trying to work on, which is to, to have um, to train my mind to to accept um constructed feedback as if it wasn't something some sort of an attack mm. towards the kind of work that I do yeah. and I'm sure a lot of artists would feel um that way at some point as well um sometimes it can actually help fuel them to to 
provide better work. But obviously, it, in a sense, like allowing yourself to receive that feedback is some sense of vulnerability as well. You could say the whole part some of people, um, processing it as, ooh, like oh, mm-hmm. I, 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 um, I see your viewpoint. I, I see it. Yeah, but just sit, um, sitting still with it. Yes, yeah. you, because the first time you hear it, you're like, well, why are you <laughs> like, who are you to tell me that kind of thing yeah. versus um, like, yeah. So and then in that process, if you allow that to happen and then just and then you have a trained mind to sort of process that uh, like in, in a in a good way to produce good um, results out of it, mm-hmm. um, y- you will you will get to a point where you're like, you know what, I actually agree with you or I actually will take that into account and I'll better that on the next one. Mm-hmm. And it's beneficial, but at the same time, it's a, it's a struggle. It's it's not easy. And and you need to sort of like train your mind for it. So um, I, can, I can understand and sort of relate to that level in terms of vulnerability yeah. when it comes to feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also well, making me... Uh, sorry. It's also making mm-hmm, me think sorry. of, um, I guess as an artist um like being being a a a creative really does um put you um out for you're completely vulnerable uh, vulnerable in the in the public eye um yeah is there like uh, i just want to ask um what is um, or what have you learned so far to keep you grounded and be still um, despite of and because of, um, you know, commentaries and, and um, you know, yeah, any comments about your art? Um, well, I've, I've met a few people and I've, I've obviously had conversations with that who are also in, in this like very similar sort of um, industry. Mm. Um, one of the things that I learned is, and it is quite powerful for me to always say to myself as well, is that you're never ever going to please everybody. Yeah. Um, and, and that's, and that's for me, that was quite powerful because that, that just separates me from having to actually try to please everybody. Mm. Like, you know, you're, you're, um, I don't know if you know, Brooke Volinovich. Nope. Um, she's <laughs> from, yeah, she's from Perth. Uh, she's an influencer and she's a social media expert. Um, she, we had her in our podcast, um, in, in iceberg media. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that she says is that, um, you'll, you'll definitely have your own people. You could say, um, you could have, you'll have your own people, and you just focus on them. You're never going to please everyone in the world. So, like, focus on the your people, and those mm-hmm. in your people will be the ones who will, um, will totally understand your wavelength, your, um, your, your, um, like I guess sense of humor or something like that. Mm-hmm. And by focusing on that, some, um, that helps you sort of navigate your way around criticism. Um, I've had one of my works posted on vimeo i uh, sorry not on youtube um it was done for for a company yeah so obviously a company um has quite a bit of subscribers um and they've gained in, in that first night they've gained quite a bit of um uh, comments and some are some are good some are 
really really bad yeah like there are racist comments there are very aggressive comments um and i just i was quite surprised at some point at that even though i've been doing media for quite some time now i'd i've i to try to understand how people can even like live with themselves to really just <laughs> say those awful things yeah. to, to people i mean there's so many other ways to say things while you pr- correct someone without making so many ways a to huge... say things constructively <laughs> exactly like not having to sort of like pick on the person themselves yeah. or like brand them as liars or something like that you know this is there's so many ways to say things um that doesn't show how bad of a person you are but people still do it because you know internet just really sh- gives you a mask yeah so um i had to sort of like stop and um like pause like and allow it to be like you know what um there's just really a lot of people who are you know a lot of times in their hands and they just don't know how to act properly online and you know um take it with a grain of salt um things that you think are valid mm-hmm. um then take that on things that you think are not valid then just don't think about it because it's it's a waste of your time to think about it and if if you retaliate you put yourself in the same level Mm. um would it also be right for mm -hmm. me to say that um along with your um i guess finding like what brick said like finding your people um Mm -hmm. that's really tied in with with your own set of values as well where that's Correct. that's where you um steadfast that's where you cling to that's your rock you know that's right um you know that that's who you are so like yes right with what other people might say like if you can then i guess mm-hmm. um discriminate or um uh, be, you're able to discriminate what matters and what does not yeah that's right i mean uh, have you been watching uh the michael jordan documentary the last dance no not yet <laughs> you should it's actually really good um i've been watching it for a while um there's one point wherein like they were talking about how michael jordan at some point in his career was being in the spotlight in a negative sense Mm -hmm. um they were talking about his gambling or something like that i i think it was about his gambling but one of his comments in his actual interviews uh in in the interview for the documentary was like the people who were mainly commenting about it are you know don't actually know me it's not my family it's not my friends and so I don't care, kind of like that. No, they're not and in their for me, that was really... <laughs> yeah, exactly. The the yeah, and that's this is why the man in the arena quote is very special to me. It's actually something that I featured on another podcast that we've done for Iceberg Medium, mm-hmm. um, because that quote is just really just telling you all the time if they're not in the same arena don't mind them like they're just you know critics the credit doesn't belong to them because they have Mm. no say on whether or not um your efforts are valid or not or if you've done well or not because what matters is you actually try it yeah but yeah i think that's um yeah yeah sorry continue (laughs) i think that's one of the um i think the most beautiful things that i um that, that i got from from um from that uh that quote theater response mm-hmm. quote mm-hmm. and um Brene Brown's book as well Darren Greatly that um mm. what matters is it doesn't matter so when you're when you become vulnerable and when you practice vulnerability 
it doesn't matter if you become more productive because like like earlier we've talked about like oh um i also mentioned that vulnerability is important because then you know you can practice that empathy and if you're more empathetic towards each other then you become more productive like i, I know i said that but um but it also does like it doesn't matter if you were as productive as you would like to be or right. if if you won or if you lost like it doesn't matter like what matters right. is you show up and you do it again and again yeah, and again and again yeah yeah yes sorry i totally <laughs> agree yeah. agree agree to the highest level and it's building um, it's building that um i guess that that res- that resilience i think that's what yes. really matters and I love that you you say it as practicing vulnerability because we do need to practice it. It's not just a one time thing that you need to do and then you've poof you've you've got the whole vulnerability down pack. It is really the whole practice of it. You need to practice it so that way um, you sort of navigate it much better next time. Uh, the first time you try practicing like vulnerability, it's it's really it's it's a different word it's like walking all over again you have to say yes yeah yeah i agree yeah um we're technically almost running out of time so before we end it first (laughs) uh yeah we've been talking for ages hey um i wanted to ask you if there's one thing our listeners would want to take into account by the end of this podcast what is that one thing i think that's that's it like the going into the arena um practice vulnerability it's okay um to um be i guess like i don't know if people chose you to be in the center of the attention it's okay Mm. it's okay if they think that you lost or if they think that you won what matters is you show up Mm mm-hmm you show up and don't ever, I think, don't ever connect your worthy, uh, your worth, sorry, or your worth, yeah, your worth. Um, don't ever connect your worth with the productivity in terms of, like, I guess, winning and losing. I think what matters is yeah. uh, your worth is connected with your values. Say so with this, like, yeah. with, you know, being daring Daring to be vulnerable, it means that we're courageous, that we're brave. Um, and at the times, it, it means like there, we're more, um, uh, we're, we're more empathetic, you know what I mean? Like we're, we're, we're more courageous to love, we're more courageous to be kind, we're more courageous mm-hmm. to be um, humiliated even. Um, yeah. And that's what matters, to just turn up, just turn up and, you know, show up. Yeah, no, that's I totally agree with that. If 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 I had one takeaway for for our listeners to take home, I guess would be um, that vulnerability is is vital. I'm just gonna mirror what yeah. you just said. Vulner, vulnerability is vital because um, it teaches you to appreciate the good things as well. Because um, it's it's very similar to there's no joy if there's no sadness or something like that. Yeah. Um, it's very important to experience that uncertainty for us to appreciate um, all the good things as well. Mm-hmm. And because uh, if we don't experience the uncertainty, we're never going to be able to 
uh, like extend our horizons you could say as well and it's very important to put ourselves in that sense of discomfort for us to grow um, ourselves as well yeah that's right so vulnerability is very closely linked to growth and in in 2020 a lot of people are are putting in themselves as uh, out there and be like, I really want to grow myself. Uh, there's a lot of millennials, millennials out there. It's like I feel like this is this year is going to be my year of growth or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I I just hope that they know that vulnerability is part of that growth process. Mm-hmm. And and people don't necessarily think of that always. They they're usually so focused at the end game or the end results. Oh, I right. want to be this. I want to achieve this. But in order to be able to do that or get to that point, they need to be vulnerable first before before anything else because they're never ever going to try anything new or innovative if they don't vulnerable uh, if they're not vulnerable or if they're not they don't allow themselves to be vulnerable enough yeah. to try something that they're not comfortable with so yeah i think that's so true. yeah like yeah that reminds that's me it. it reminds me mm-hmm. of um something that Brene brown said um on one of her lectures that that um vulnerability is a place uh, is the birthplace of joy of love creativity and innovation i'm pretty sure she said um you know other a couple of things as well but that's such a you know good thing to hold on to like to yeah. to, um, to to understand i mean to try to to um explore for yourself that vulnerability is the birthplace of creativity of innovation mm-hmm. of love and of joy of experiencing true joy yeah. yeah, and I love that you you mentioned the word explore because there's one quote in that book that says, only when we're brave enough to explore the darkness will we discover the infinite power of our light. Wow. I think we could end that there. Wow, today. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah, so um, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll um, go to our verdict. So um, I'll let you do the honors, Ergi. So what do you think? <laughs> Is vulnerability fathomable or unfathomable? I think it is. So, okay. My verdict is subject to the challenge of putting yourself out there. So it's fathomable. Mm -hmm. It's completely fathomable. Vulnerability is um, fathomable if you choose to explore vulnerability. If you don't, you may not even understand it. Like, one bit or you may I totally get you may be even like um denial of being vulnerable yes no I get that yeah I totally get that <laughs> so it's it's more of like it's only unfathomable if you don't actually try to understand it and in which sense it actually is a lot of possibility because not many people would actually want to venture out trying to um study something that is sort of deemed as a negative yeah So, yes, I get you. Mm -hmm. And yes, I agree with you. And that's it. I reckon um, that I think we could end it with that. Hey, yeah. Thank you so much, Ergie, for spending a bit of your time tonight with me. (laughs) Thank you for the conversation. Thank you. I love this. (laughs) It's great to talk about vulnerable. Thank you for being vulnerable tonight. (laughs) Thank you for giving, you know, for for providing this safe space for us to be able to talk, um, you know, such. Um, I think these are topics that really need um, to be discussed. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, I totally agree. And if anyone would want to tell us other that to discuss other topics, they can reach out to us. Not in this podcast, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but in 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 social media or or anything like that, you'll have to find us. Ha. <laughs> um, but we have we have quite a bit of a lineup, anyways, coming in for the next few episodes. So um, we're really excited, but we're never we're not gonna like we're not gonna tell you what the next episode is just yet. Yeah, it's gonna be a surprise. But I hope you guys will be ready and would be interested and will be waiting for us for next week. Yeah, thank you so, so. much, guys. We um, thank you so much for joining us in our conversation. Really appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is it. This is Andrea and Erky for of Fathom. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. Have a good night, guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs>